0: Hello, beautiful souls. In an effort to relieve some of the stress surrounding the coronavirus pandemic, I have decided to release the Soul Flow audiobook here on this podcast for free. There are 15 chapters in total, 17 if you count the introduction and closing thoughts, and a new chapter will be released daily starting Friday, March 20th, 2020 through Sunday, April 5th, 2020. Please enjoy this free audiobook, and if you'd like to support me and my work, consider leaving a review on Amazon or for this podcast, following me on social media—my Instagram handle is Martin. posting about this book to social media, and sharing this podcast and my other resources, which you can find linked in the show notes, with your friends and family. I am sending love and light to you all during this time. Enjoy the audiobook. Chapter 6 The Acceptance Conundrum. Acceptance has never been an easy topic for me to breach. I'd be lying if I said that this wasn't the fifth rewrite of this opening paragraph, and this entire chapter for that matter. Acceptance is something I've struggled with for most of my adult life, except I never would have admitted that that's what it was. But for so many years, I did things because it was accepted in the eyes of others the norms of society, the status quo. And as much as I'd sit there and say, I don't care what other people think about me, ultimately, I did. Ultimately, I still do. Look, we're human. It's logical to want to be liked. It makes sense to crave a sense of community and belonging, to discover the power of connection with fellow human beings. But what happens when you're not accepted, when you feel like an outsider, when you feel like no one truly understands you and, even worse, isn't willing to give you a real chance. If you had asked me a year ago if I'd considered myself a people pleaser, I would have rolled my eyes and scoffed. Of course not. I don't care what people think about me. Denial much? Raise your hand if a similar phrase has ever left your mouth. As human beings, acceptance is wired into our psychology ever heard of Abraham Maslow? What about Maslow's hierarchy of needs? According to this theory, there are five levels of needs that we as human beings require. Physiological needs like breathing, food, water, and sleep. Safety needs like security of body, employment, resources, morality, the family, health, and property. Love and belonging with family, friendships, and intimate relationships esteem, including confidence in oneself, achievement, respect of others, and respect by others, and self-actualization, including morality, creativity, spontaneity, problem-solving, lack of prejudice, and acceptance of facts. This basic need to belong, to feel accepted, it doesn't make us weak or superficial or selfish. It's okay to want to be liked It's okay to want strong, genuine relationships. It's okay to love and to want to be loved in return. Where we tend to find ourselves in what I like to call the acceptance conundrum is when we begin to value the opinions, ideals, and morals of others more than our own. Let me ask you something. When was the last time you did something because you wanted to do it? not because it would make your parents, spouse, or boss happy, but because it would make you happy. Let me ask you another question. In the last week, how many times did you act on something simply because it was expected of you? As a mom, as a student, as a partner, as an employee, as a business owner, how many of your choices on a daily basis revolve around what others will think about it? If I had to guess... It's probably a lot, probably the majority. I get it, you have a life, and with that life comes responsibilities. But how many of those responsibilities fall under the umbrella of acceptance, of needing approval from other people, of needing permission? Do you bake 200 gluten-free, sugar-free, dairy-free cookies for your kid's school bake sale because you want to or because that's the acceptable course of action as a mom? Do you work overtime on projects to meet deadlines because you want to or because that's what's acceptable in the eyes of your boss? Do you drop everything the minute a friend or family member needs you because you want to or because that's what's acceptable as a friend, sister, cousin, or daughter-in-law. Yikes. I know that last one probably made you think, did she really just say that? And yes, I did, so that I could make this point. If it's something you truly want to do, if it's something that stems from a core desire, then get after it. Bake those 200 cookies. Stay late to finish that project. Go to the fifth brunch that month at your mother-in-law's. But please understand that there's a major difference between doing something from a place of true desire and doing something because it's expected or what's acceptable. Approval, acceptance, needing permission, no matter how you frame it, you are still seeking something external. It's validation from something else, from other people, other situations, certain circumstances. And in order to wade out of this murky pond of acceptance, you must be willing to set boundaries, and not acceptable boundaries in the eyes of others, but acceptable boundaries to you. Because the term boundary can be easily misconstrued to focus on just the emotional side of things, like not allowing your kids to talk back to you because you expect a certain level of respect, I like to view boundaries as minimums. I define a minimum as a certain level that you're not willing to operate below. Whether we realize it or not, we've all set minimums in our lives. Our living situations, how much money we make, how we're treated in relationships, minimums have been set. It's the standard of living that you're willing to accept. Maybe you have a minimum around always paying your credit cards on time. What about taking at least one vacation a year? Or never being tardy to class? Or never letting your bank account dip below a certain number? or starting the week off with a clean house and laundry put away, or keeping the spark alive in your marriage by scheduling one date night a week. Minimums are great because on some level, they give us peace of mind and comfort. Operating at or above these minimums tells us that we're doing life right. We accept ourselves, thereby signaling to others to accept us as well. But have you ever stopped to consider just where these minimums and boundaries came from? Did you set them yourself, or were they carried over from past experiences? When I first started building my online platform, I had a minimum around how much I shared about my personal life, in that the boundary was essentially non-existent. I openly discussed many facets of my life, from my relationships to my full-time job to my daily lifestyle and routines— I documented family vacations and trips, conferences and events, and basically everything under the sun via video logs, also known as vlogs. I did this because I wanted to document my journey in pursuing my passion and becoming an author and creative entrepreneur, but I honestly didn't think it would grow to the size it is today. Within a couple of years, I had tens of thousands of people who knew who I was, how I lived my life where I lived, what I did for work, and so on. I don't regret a single step of my journey, but had I realized the potential of my online platform early on, I probably would have set different boundaries around what I shared and didn't share. It's hard to fathom what it feels like to have complete strangers know the most intimate details of your life. And while the connection aspect has been nothing short of wonderful, at some point I had to protect my energy And so my minimums, my boundaries, changed. As things change and we evolve, our boundaries will also change and evolve. I'm more cognizant of what I share on my platform and the potential implications in doing so. I encourage you to look at every area of your life and identify what boundaries you have in place, what your minimums are, and where they came from. Do you start the week off with a clean house because it's what you truly want to do or because your mother told you that that's what a good housewife does? Do you pinch and save every last dollar even though you have a decent amount in your savings account because it makes you feel secure or because your financial advisor told you that your future depends on it? Do you stay at your job because you truly love it or because that's what a responsible adult does? Once you identify your minimums and where they originated from, you may come to the realization that everyone but you had a part in writing the rules for your life. These rules, boundaries, and minimums you hold so dear, this acceptance conundrum, is nothing more than a facade, a perception of someone else's reality. So why are you living in that reality? When did you decide that this was acceptable For you? Did you ever? The root of the acceptance conundrum is lack of self love, or put another way, lack of self acceptance. If you don't love yourself, if you don't accept yourself for everything that you are, of course you're going to feel rejected. Of course you're going to feel inadequate. If you speak poorly to yourself, think self deprecating thoughts, and use sarcasm as a way to communicate, then you're setting a minimum for how other people should treat you. If you don't treat yourself with love, kindness, and compassion, how can you expect other people to? In my life, I have what I consider to be a close relationship with someone who struggles with acceptance. I see the emotional burden she carries, the constant worry on her face, the overanalyzing of every situation, the paranoia that others are always judging her. It's hard for me to really categorize this relationship as close because her self-expression is so limited that it might as well be closed off entirely. Try as I might to ask the right questions, I get one-word answers. Try as I might to ask for advice, I get merely a shoulder shrug and a long bout of silence. Try as I might to express my feelings and emotions, i met with an exaggerated eye roll and a sarcastic tone. Perhaps this relationship isn't close at all. When we lack self-love, we lack self-acceptance. We don't express our opinions because we don't want to rock the boat. We settle because going after what we really want might upset this person or disappoint another. We never truly open up because it's safer to keep everything in. The cost isolation, alienation, and possibly even depression. How ironic, the thing you fear, this lack of acceptance, is the very thing you'll end up getting if you listen to that fear. Your actions will result in discord and what's worse is that because your soul flow is tethered to self-love, because they are inherently connected, one cannot be experienced without the other. To need acceptance is to fear rejection, and yet facing and overcoming rejection is crucial in reclaiming your self-love. It's a catch-22. Self-love is required in order to experience soul flow, to experience your true state of being, your oneness. I haven't come across a single person who hasn't felt rejected, judged, not good enough, or misunderstood at some point in their lives. It's almost too easy to take these feelings to heart, and that's exactly what fear wants you to do. It's trying to keep you safe from potential hurt, but in doing so, it limits your experiences. It keeps you from living your life. Just as art is subjective, so is rejection. Okay, so there's someone out there who said no to you, doesn't like you, or doesn't understand you. So what? Who is that person anyway? What makes them qualified to assess your worth? And why do you care so much about their opinion? If I had to guess, this person is probably a complete stranger. I've lost count, but there are so many emails I've sent and applications I've submitted to speak at conferences and events that have been rejected. When I first queried The Alpha Drive, my debut novel, I received numerous rejections. Over the course of my life, I've heard the word no more than I've heard the word yes. And you want to know something that excites me it excites me because it's the universe's way of nudging me in the right direction it's a signal that i get to try another route open another door create a new opportunity one that is better aligned with my life path and sole purpose instead of fearing rejection i embrace it if those ivy league schools hadn't rejected me I never would have gone to Arizona State University, which just so happened to inspire this setting in my debut novel, The Alpha Drive. If the company I worked for hadn't rejected me for certain promotions, I wouldn't have had the time to pursue writing my novels. If literary agents hadn't rejected those novels, I wouldn't have pursued self-publishing, which means my platform, as I know it, wouldn't be what it is today. Heck, it may not even exist. I've created what I've created because of rejection. I've built an empire from that rejection. That is damn powerful if you ask me. And so every time I hear no, it actually means yes. Yes, because something even better awaits. Something I get to create. I accept rejection as a part of my journey here on this earth because it's inevitable. When I'm unsure of what's next, rejection steps in as divine guidance. Embracing rejection has led me to self-love because when you embrace rejection, you no longer look for external validation. Why would you when you accept yourself? That's the only acceptance that actually matters. As Eleanor Roosevelt once said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. So stop hiding yourself for fear of being rejected or misunderstood. Take your power back. Protect your energy. Don't let others dictate what's acceptable to you, where you draw the line, what rules you want to play by. Write your own damn rules. You sure as hell don't need anyone's permission. But deep down you already knew that, didn't you? Reflection In what areas of your life do you feel like you need permission, approval, or acceptance? Write down your current minimums in these areas and identify where these minimums came from. If it's an expectation someone else put on you, ask yourself if it's actually acceptable to you. If it's not, then write a new minimum. Then write down the past rejections you faced that have made you feel like you can't live your life the way you've always wanted? How have those rejections benefited you? How will you commit to embracing rejection in the future?